You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview Starting now. Alright. The season's about to begin. All the off-season work has been completed. The research is done. Your draft is done. And now it's time just to put it together for your championship run this year. And we're going to start it off with the Thursday night game. It's the... Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. It's going to be a big game and uh, exciting for many people just because football's back and with COVID and you know the change of sports uh, all the way around in all the leagues, it's nice to uh, at least have something to take our minds off of the uh, torture that has been 2020. So I'm really looking forward to it. It could have been the two worst teams in the NFL, and I would be watching it with glee right now. So we're going to uh, get into the game and who you should start, who you should sit. And first off, we're going to go with the point spread. Kansas City is favored by nine points. And I'll be honest, Houston does a really good job on the road with their point spread, so I didn't like the fact that it was so many points and I get Kansas City is a high powered offense and they can score at will they can you know get behind by 20 something points and then just you know win by 20 something points it's just uh, how dynamic that offense is they're, they're definitely the best team uh, they deserve the Super Bowl but it being the first game back them celebrating their Super Bowl championship their offense, I think offenses are going to be ahead of defenses this year, at least to start off the, the season, just because, you know, training camps were short, preseason games were nil, and I think it's going to take a while for the defenses to catch up, especially if you have a veteran offense. I think it'll be a little bit harder for those offenses that are learning new schemes or, you know, have new players. But uh, Kansas City is a well-oiled machine. Houston Texans' defense is not. And uh, their offense isn't quite yet either with, uh, you know, them having a lot of new faces, not having DeAndre Hopkins. I get, uh, I will take Kansas City and give up the nine points, and I think Kansas City covers that. And again, that's really tough for me to do because I usually take that many points, especially in the NFL. But uh, I, I'm, th- that's what I'm going with this time. There's, you know, a couple injuries. Brandon Cooks with the quadricep. 
he's supposed to be playing. We'll see. Uh, I don't have a big game from Brandon Cooks here anyways. I actually have a big game from everybody else on the Texans. I think David Johnson's prime for a big game and will uh, look really good this week against the Kansas City run defense. Kansas City's defense, as much attention as they get as being a good defensive unit, they're pretty middle of the road. I, I think they have a lot of room for improvement. I definitely see David Johnson having a, a pretty decent game against them. So I would be starting David Johnson. Deshaun Watson, of course, you're starting Deshaun Watson. And Will Fuller, I am really high on Will Fuller. And I would be starting him across, you know, if I have three receivers that I'm starting, he's one of them. And it doesn't matter who I have. I just feel like this is going to be a big game for Will Fuller. And you need to get it in while you can before he gets hurt. So take advantage of his good games now, and he needs to be in your lineup. I, you know, Randall Cobb, I think he can he can do some damage too. He's worth at least thinking about. It's tough to play him, especially at the beginning of the year when you're not sure what you have on your rosters. But uh, Randall Cobb's in consideration. I like this matchup here against Kansas City. And, you know, Fells, uh you know, tight end isn't a bad option either. If you have him, which I don't think anyone does, um, he, he might be a decent tight end to be playing this week uh, with this particular matchup. Looking at the Kansas City side of the ball, I obviously Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you're starting him and playing him and expecting a big game from him. I think he'll be a little disappointing just because it's his first game as a rookie. Like, he didn't play any preseason games, so everything has been practice. And just going in and playing it in an NFL game, I think there's an adjustment period there. So I'm not high on him producing like a lot of uh, people will expect. But having said that, I think he's worth a start. It's a great matchup. He's a good running back, and I, I still think he'll be uh, efficient. He'll have an efficient first week, and you know he, th that talent around him definitely helps. When Mahomes is going to be throwing you the ball, he's going to be getting the bulk of the carries. I'm, uh, I think Clyde Edwards-Helaire has a respectable uh, output this week. Travis Kelsey, of course, you're starting him. You don't really need to talk about him. And Tyreek Hill, you don't need to talk about him. I think he has a huge game. Sammy Watkins, you need to play him. So if you have Sammy Watkins, you drafted him. You drafted him for week one. Every week one, he has a monster game, makes you think he's going to have a great season, and then he falls off a cliff after that. So play Sammy Watkins with confidence. He's going to have a big game. He's going to score a lot of points. And then trade him or drop him. If you can't trade him, then drop him for the rest of the year because this is why you drafted him was to win this week one and that's where you know his bread and butter uh week one in the playoffs which you know i'm not going to rip on the guy for producing during the playoffs but it doesn't help your fantasy team so that is my advice on sammy Watkins. he's definitely a, a must start and i think both defenses are you know it's going to be a shootout and i would uh you know, point totals, 
it's looking like it's around 55 points. I definitely would go over that, which is really high. But I, I can see it being like a 35 to 21 or 35 to 24 type game, and uh, that's so. Again, I take the Chiefs. I take the over on the points, and that's who I would start and sit for this uh, Thursday night game. And I'm excited. It should be a doozy. Jumping to the very next game, the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. So it starts off at as a uh, NFC North tilt. And the Vikings are favored by two and a half points. And I think that's the case because they're at home. I, I don't like it. I would go with Green Bay. I think Green Bay wins this game. Uh, I think... Minnesota has had a lot of changes on defense, and that was kind of their bread and butter. You know, had a, a uh, manageable offense, have the defense carry them with the changes on defense. I'm I'm liking Green Bay in this game, and, you know, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers in a situation like that. So give me Green Bay and give me the two and a half points on, on top of that. There's not any injuries in this game, to uh, at least of relevance, that's uh, going to affect your fantasy rosters. Dalvin Cook, you need to play him against Green Bay. He has big games against Green Bay, and he's you know he's a must start anyways. Uh, he's he's pretty much bench proof. There's there's no team that he would play that you would want to bench him. Adam Thielen, obviously he's you know one of the only receivers there. Uh, Justin Jefferson is going to be a rookie. He hasn't been doing so well in camp, so I don't expect him to you know have a great first week. And then uh, it's, I think it's going to take a while to get acclimated. And uh, I just, you know, tight end, I would actually like the tight ends against Green Bay, except for I think this is a year that they start fading out Kyle Rudolph and start using Irv Smith more. And I'm not sure when that's going to be. Not having to watch any preseason games or get a feel for their offense right now. I'm not com uh, comfortable starting one of those tight ends just yet until we're able to see more so i like the matchup not sure who i would play so i'd kind of stay away from that situation for green bay you know you you, you got to start rogers and you got to start aaron jones and you got to start Devonte adams and with minnesota secondary getting uh you know xavier rhodes leaving trey wayne's leaving there's there's a lot of pieces that are are not there anymore and, you know, they claim that they're better now, they're secondary, but I have to see it to believe it. So I really think it's going to be a, a big day for Green Bay to, to pass against this defense. And uh, I like Alan Lazard. I think you need to start him. And he's going to have a big game, too, working opposite Devontae Adams. And, uh, you know, going back to the Vikings really quick, someone like, uh, like a Tajay Sharp or, you know, uh, BC Johnson, I, th I think they can have some uh, value because they're, they're going to be uh, that second, third receiver that first game, and uh, they could you know get a sneaky touchdown. So they're worth thinking about. But uh, overall, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, and it's it's going to be not not a game that you're going to be excited about fantasy football-wise. Uh, but again, I, I think the Green Bay Packers are able to pull that uh, pull this one out. 
The next NFC North game is Chicago at Detroit. And this has all types of bad to it. And Chicago's a team I'm not high on this year. And I would be higher on them because I like some of their talent. I I just don't like Mitch Trubisky. And I think, you know, everyone that listens to the podcast knows how much I'm not on the Mitch Trubisky bandwagon. And the organization's reluctance to try to game plan something different than having Mitchell Trubisky carry them on offense. And until I see that, I won't believe it. But uh, anyway, Chicago at Detroit. Detroit's favored by three points. And with Chicago's defense, I'm actually... uh, I'm high on Chicago's defense, obviously, as is everyone else. And I think that... I would take Chicago in this one because I'm just not sold on the Detroit Lions being consistent. They do usually have a good start where they'll beat a team that you're not expecting. You know, they'll be three and one or four and one, and you're like, man, Detroit's really putting it together finally. They're going to make a run for the playoffs. And then they just fold completely, and they, you know, will only win one or two games the rest of the season, and they have a losing record. And you wonder what happened to them. Uh, but for Chicago, David Montgomery has a groin injury. He practiced today. Everyone said he looks fine, looks ready to go. I don't know if that's gamesmanship, but uh, if David Montgomery is going to play, you want to start him. That matchup against Detroit is golden. And Detroit was like 30th against the rush last year, which, you know, there's not too many teams that were worse. And not that I'm high on David Montgomery. I like the. The running back, I, I think he does have some talent. I just don't like his situation in Chicago. I don't feel like they use him effectively. They don't game plan him effectively. But uh, against the Lions, I I would be playing him in a lot of uh, different leagues if I had him on my roster or if I was doing like a FanDuel league. So keep that in mind. And if he doesn't play, I'm still high on Tariq Cohen. Uh, I think you need to start him. So that's a game to pay attention to. If you know Montgomery starts and plays, plug him in there. If he doesn't, plug in Cohen. I, I think that's just as effective for this week. I'm not really high on any of the other Chicago Bears. Allen Robinson, you know you're going to play him. The, he's never in a good situation, but he does produce, so you don't want to bench him. Uh, Anthony Miller, I think, has a pretty good game as well. I like him in that slot. Right there, Lions secondary is uh, took some hits. You know they traded Darius Slay, and uh, you know Akuda they drafted. I don't think he's you know he hasn't even played in a game yet, so I think he can get picked on. Miller's in the slot. Detroit in the middle of the field wasn't that great last year, so I'm I'm liking the Anthony Miller play if you have him. And uh, that's really about it on the Bears. I don't know who's going to be at tight end. They have a ton of tight ends. I I know they cut some of them, and some of them went to injured reserve, but I'm not sold on any of their tight ends. So that's really it for the Bears' offense. For Detroit, uh, DeAndre Swift has an undisclosed injury that's making him questionable. I don't think that's that big of a deal. 
Uh, I'm starting TJ Hawkinson. I really like him. Bears, they had a great defense, but they weren't able to defend the tight end very well. And I think Hawkinson makes that next step. He had a great first week, his rookie year last year, and then kind of pulled the Sammy Watkins and faded. Uh, I think he only had a couple, like two uh, two more relevant uh, fantasy outings that rest of the year. But uh, I'm liking TJ Hawkinson this year. I'm liking him in this game. Uh, he'll be the... Uh, he'll be part of that game plan against that Bears defense. And then Marvin Jones and Galladay, you got to like both of those guys. They're just productive receivers. And I think they're going to have to pass the ball a lot because, you know, Detroit's game plan is they pass the ball anyways. They don't have a running back that's really a workhorse for them. I know they got Adrian Peterson. I know they have DeAndre Swift. I know they have Carrion Johnson. But uh, there's not too many running backs for the Lions that gets more than 13 touches in a game. So it, it's hard to bank on those receiver or those running backs. So that means you really want to bank on those receivers. And I think they have pretty decent games. Uh, Stafford, I obviously am not saying you start. The, uh, the Bears do a good job against the uh, opposing quarterbacks. But uh, I, I definitely like those two receivers for the Detroit Lions and I'm thinking in this game it's going to be a little bit it's going to be like a 20 to 17 type game a little more high scoring than a defensive battle but uh still not uh it's going to be like the other game with the uh, Vikings and the the Packers it's it's not going to be very exciting and it's uh points are going to be hard to come by fantasy wise Now to the Indianapolis Colts against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts are favored by seven and a half, you know, which is insane because they're away playing Jacksonville. But I think they cover it, and I would be taking Indianapolis and giving up the seven and a half points. I just think that, especially this first game, there's a lot of new things in Jacksonville. Jay Gruden's the new offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, there's no one on the Jacksonville defense. There's there's things that are uh, pretty sketchy in Jacksonville, and it's why they're uh, predicted to be one of the, if not the worst team in the NFL. So I would start all the Colts that I can. I want shares of everybody. Jonathan Taylor, you know, I've seen I'm seeing on Twitter that people are really high on him, going all in on him this week because of the matchup. It's a great matchup. You you want to be playing. Any running back against Jacksonville, except for I think Marlon Mack's the guy to play. I think he has the huge breakout game, and he scored over 17 points or more last year when he played him twice. He's known to have big games against Jacksonville even before then. So I'm all about Marlon Mack. He's a guy that you need to start, and he's actually one of my top three running back starts of the week. I'm high on Marlon Mack. He's he's the guy. So you heard it here. You guys know I'm not big on Jonathan Taylor, and you know especially early on in the season, I I, I think they're going to ease him into the game plan as the season progresses. And even if he does take over, it's not going to be now. So I, I want all the shares on Marlon Mack that I can right now, early on in the season. Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman Jr. They have some touchdown intrigue. They can have a big game. 
So, you know, T.Y. Hilton as well. I, I think they're all worthy candidates to uh, to, to plug in there. And uh, you, you, you know that uh, one of them's going to have a big game. Trey Burton's on IR. Jack Doyle's questionable with the neck. We'll, we'll see if he plays. I'm... You know, if Jack Doyle plays, you want to throw him in there too. Basically, anyone playing Jacksonville, you want to uh, you want to play. It, it's a great matchup, fantasy football wise. So don't be scared. Of, uh, you know, if there's like, like a Michael Pittman Jr. and you have him at the flex or something, and uh, it's a great matchup this week. So don't be scared of that. Play the uh, play the odds, play the percentages, play the uh, the, statist- the statistics. Jacksonville. Uh, in this case, you're, you're playing the prediction that Jacksonville's defense is going to be horrible, and uh, there's going to be fantasy gold from there. On Jacksonville's side of the ball, you know, it seemed like every single one of their receivers was hurt except for DJ Chark. It uh, doesn't bode well for DJ Chark because really, I think you just need to focus on him, and you're going to neutralize that offense. Gardner Minshew, I think, it's some garbage time points, but not enough to make me think that he was a good start this week. The uh, Indianapolis Colts have a formidable defense. I like the improvements they make year to year. And right now, uh, I, I think they can be a, a top five defense in the league. And against Jacksonville's offense, I'm really liking that defense. So there's not a lot of Jacksonville Jaguar players that I feel comfortable playing. And, you know, James Robinson's supposed to be the starter, the rookie from Illinois State. And that could just be on paper. He might start the game and it it could change. Who knows? Uh, You know, Armstead's not playing just because uh, he has COVID. Chris Thompson, I like Chris Thompson a lot. Probably if I was going to start uh, start anyone, it'd be Chris Thompson. But my big thing with him is he's a receiving back. I, I haven't seen a lot of him being a you know in in the rushing role for me to be comfortable saying that he's going to be any more than just you know a Darren Sproles type that will get maybe four or five catches in the passing game, and that will be about it. So. Moving on to our next game. Las Vegas Raiders at Carolina Panthers. And there's not much to say. It's a three-point spread. The Raiders are favored by three. And I'll take the Raiders and give up those three points. I just think the Carolina Panthers have a bad defense. They tried to improve it through the draft, which, you know, they were... I like who they drafted, but they haven't even played a preseason game, let alone a regular season game. So I don't expect a big improvement from their defense right off the bat. And I'm liking Las Vegas, and I think their offense is going to be more potent. So I am taking the Raiders. During that game, Ian Thomas has a toe. I think he plays. So outside of that, there's not any other injuries. Uh, I'm... Humble bragging a little bit uh, outside of Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro in the slot. Brian Edwards is the other starting receiver, and I was high on him even before I knew he was starting. When Tyrell Williams was still there, I said uh, to draft him, and uh, I was drafting him with my last round pick, uh, you know, earlier on. 
And then as the draft started getting closer and there's, you know, word that he was going to have a starting spot, he went up a couple rounds. Still was grabbing him in all my drafts because I'm a high, that high on him. I think he's going to have a great year in that offense, and they're going to give him a lot of targets. So I guess this is a long-winded way for me to say play him, start him. I'm actually confident in starting him this week uh, without watching him play. And uh, I know it's contradictory to say, you know, the defense is rookies, haven't played a game. They're not going to be productive and then go around and say that Edwards is going to be productive. But I've seen a lot of Edwards. I like him. I think he can pull it off. And that also means I'm not as high on rugs as a rookie to have a big first week. Um, could he score? Sure. I mean, it's tough to be in the touchdown predicting business uh, in fantasy football, but from a pure target and volume aspect, Brian Edwards is my receiver. I think, you know, you throw in Hunter Renfro, he'll have a, uh, he'll be a decent play. And then Josh Jacobs is my running back to start for like the week. Uh, Carolina is really bad at defending the run. They were last year. I, I think that continues, at least early on. And I think the Raiders are going to put more of a focus in giving Josh Jacobs the rock as many times as they can. So I'm I'm liking Josh Jacobs. I'm liking Darren Waller. And I guess that means I like Derek Carr because someone has to give them the ball for them to score. And I, obviously that's Derek Carr. So I'm high on Everyone on the Raiders all the way across the board. Uh, having said that with Carolina, I'm still high on Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's going to have to throw the ball around to keep up. DJ Moore, I like him as well. I think he has a big game. And I, I do like Ian Thomas, even though he's you know questionable. I think he plays, and if he does, I think he's someone you can look at at tight end just because you know the Raiders are – you know, Cardinals got a lot of play for being really bad at, you know, defending against the tight end position, but the Raiders were up there and they've been up there for a couple of years now. So I, I don't see that improving. I, don't, I didn't see anything in the draft that made me feel confident that they got a player there that uh, is going to, uh, you know, be able to defend the tight end position. So uh, I think Ian Thomas is a sneaky play this week. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, do I even need to mention him? You're starting him. Uh, you're starting him during his bye week. He's that good, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on him. Just start him, and you know Curtis Samuel, bench him. Uh, I'm not liking the reports I hear out of how he's adjusting to this offense. You got to definitely see a lot more there. And Robbie Anderson, I think, could be a decent play too because he knows Matt Rule's offense. You know he was he was at Baylor. Rule was at Baylor, so I, I I think there's some potential there for Robbie Anderson as well, and I, I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than what people are envisioning, so I think the Panthers and the Raiders are going to be scoring a lot of points, and it should be actually a pretty fun game to watch, so uh, I will probably be watching this one on Sunday morning. The New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are currently six-and-a-half-point favorites, and I'm taking the Jets on this. Give me the six points in the Jets, and I'm a happy fella. 
I do think Buffalo wins the game. And I do think it's going to be a really low-scoring game. So that's that's my take on that. Low-scoring game, Buffalo wins, but not by 6.5. I think it's by you know a field goal, 4 points. It's going to be close. And the reason why I think it's going to be close is because the New York Jets defense is underrated because the offense is so bad. They're, they're able to keep an offense down. Buffalo hasn't proven to me that they can be a high-powered offense, although they currently have the weapons to do so this year. I'm not sold on it, especially with Buffalo having an amazing defense like they do. I'm really high on Buffalo's defense. I don't think they're going to take a lot of chances on offense because they're going to let their defense win their games. So I think it's going to keep the uh, kind of handcuff that offense a little bit and being able to produce like they can because they're going to be scared to make mistakes. For the Jets, Brashad Perriman's questionable with a knee. Jamison Crowder is questionable with a lower leg. Chris Hogan is questionable for whatever. It's undisclosed. And Denzel Mims is questionable with a hamstring. Although reports are that all of them potentially could play. I think Perriman's might be the most doubtful. Uh, Mims looked like he wasn't going to play, but then there's been recent reports that he might be available for that first week. I don't think it matters because he hasn't practiced at all and he's getting off that injury. So uh, I also don't think it matters because they're playing the Buffalo Bills defense and Buffalo's defense is really good. Again, I'll brag about their defense. So I'm, I'm really not liking too many people in this matchup on either side of the ball. Uh, I like Zach Moss as an option for Buffalo because I do think they're going to be kind of a ground-and-pound offense. And I think that's the strengths of the New York Jets is defending against the rush. So they're going to have to go through the air. But I don't see them having any weapons that are going to be effective doing that. I mean, Chris Herndon might be an option. Kind of like Chicago, Buffalo had a great defense, but uh, was susceptible to the tight end position. And Chris Herndon is a freak, but again, watch his health because he's always hurt. And there's uh, rumors that he was hurt already in practice earlier this week. Even so, if Ryan Griffin's going to be playing, play him. I like any tight end against the Bills, and uh, especially for the Jets. I I like Ryan Griffin and Chris Herndon as an option. So just pay attention to that and and play that tight end. If you have Herndon, then obviously you'll you'll be able to keep tabs on him and and play him. On the Bill side of the ball, I mean, again, Moss, I'm not high on just because of the Jets' ability to stuff the, the, the run. Josh Allen can have a sneaky week if he rushes the ball and gets some of those rushing yards on some scrambles and bootlegs and things. So um, it's not out of the question. I just don't think he'll get a lot of yards uh, passing the ball. And I do like Beasley in the slot. I like John Brown on the outside. I think a lot of the attention is going to go to Stephon Diggs. So that's going to open it underneath for Beasley. And John Brown is kind of a sneaky, speedy guy that uh, uh, can make some big plays. So... Basically, those two guys are my my guys. I'm telling you guys to start. 
everyone else I would bench. It's really just a, a bad game, I think, for fantasy in this one. It could be an entertaining game to watch, but uh, not for, for fantasy football purposes. The Seattle Seahawks at the Atlanta Falcons. Seattle's favored by two points. And I just don't like the Atlanta defense this year. I, I don't think they're good. I usually like Atlanta at home in that dome stadium with that offense, but I like Seattle's offense as well. And with how bad Atlanta's defense is, I'm taking Seattle and giving up those two points. And I would take Seattle in this one. There's really not any injuries. Russell Gage is questionable from something. It looks like he'll still play. Not that I think he will be a, a factor. And that's just because I feel like Hayden Hurst will have a big game for Atlanta. So Seattle's really bad against defending the tight end position. And if you have Hayden Hurst on your team, you need to be playing him. If you're looking at like a FanDuel or DraftKings, you need to be thinking about playing Hayden Hurst. I I think he's one of the best matchups this week. And you need to be playing him all the way around. Having said that, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley... Great receivers, you need to be playing them just because of who they are. I don't. I think at this point they're bench-proof. It's like no matter what matchup they have, you need to be playing them. Don't expect Julio Jones to score, though, just because he doesn't score. And, uh, you know, if you can figure, figure it out this year, great. But, uh, we'll, you know, time will tell. I don't see it happening. But he'll definitely get you the, the yards and the targets. Todd Gurley, got to play him as well. I think, uh, you know, Seattle didn't do as well of a job as what they look like they should on paper at the running back position. So I think Todd Gurley is a pretty good play here, especially being at home. On Seattle's side of the ball, Russell Wilson, you're starting. Tyler Lockett, you're starting. DK Metcalf, you're starting. Greg Olson, you're starting. Chris Carson, you're starting. Just start everybody because um, I really do not like this Atlanta Falcons defense, and I think the Seattle will be able to uh, do whatever they want to this to this defense. So obviously, I didn't. Uh, it's it's not great analysis in that regard, but uh, it's pretty straightforward. Teams playing a bad defense play the players that are playing against that bad defense and that's how I feel this situation is so uh, knock yourselves out and uh, reap the rewards for it Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington football team the point spread is six points Washington plays pretty well against division opponents so I usually would take Washington with giving up that many points but here I'm taking Philadelphia and the six points just because I feel like Washington's going to be the second-worst team in the NFL next to Jacksonville. And, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm, I'm not liking Washington's prospects this year. I do, however, like Philadelphia in this matchup on offense. Carson Wentz, I think, could be one of the top quarterbacks point-wise this week. And that's... You know, saying that even without having Alshon Jeffrey or uh, Jalen Rager, Jalen Rager might play. Even if he does, I don't think he's a viable option. He hasn't practiced. 
So it's looking like the, the three wide receivers are J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Greg Ward, and Deshaun Jackson. And I would play Greg Ward and Deshaun Jackson. Uh, obviously, Deshaun Jackson more so. I think he's due to have a big week. And when there's a rash of injuries, that always brings the ball to the tight ends more often. Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, I would start both of those guys. They have great matchups against the Redskins, and they are going to be targeted. Zach Ertz gets all the targets and the yards, while Dallas Goddard vultures his touchdowns. So it's a great team, and that's how it's going to work. I would still start both because they're both relevant. And Miles Sanders, I mean, he's hurt. There's rumors he wasn't going to play. It looks like he's good to go. And if he is good to go, you want to be playing Miles Sanders. He could have a really big week. I really like his prospects. I think he's a top three running back if he's able to play this week. So definitely keep dibs on that. And then play him if he's playing. I don't care that he, you know, if you're worried about him getting, you know, re-injuring the injury that first week and not being as productive, I wouldn't. Uh, I really think you want to, you know, the, the Eagles are going to use him in a capacity that they should to be successful and win the game. On the Washington side of the ball, I'm not really high on anyone. Terry McLaren, uh, McLaren is nice. I really like him as a player, but this week I don't like him against this Eagles defense. I really think Steven Sims is, is the play at receiver. You know, Trey Quinn was the starting receiver in the slot, and then he got, you know, got hurt, and then Steven Sims took it over. Well, he did so well that he kept the position, and Trey Quinn got cut, went to Jacksonville. So uh, Sims is definitely on my radar, and he has a great matchup against the Eagles in that slot uh, role for this offense. So keep tabs on him. Logan Thomas, I like Logan Thomas at tight end. I think he can... uh, Get some garbage time, uh, red zone catches, maybe you know, maybe a touchdown. And receiver-wise, I'm, I'm kind of holding off on that whole mess at receiver. Antonio Gibson, everyone loves him. He, he you know, they, they drafted him in the third round to be their guy. I just don't think that's going to happen right away. And when you are mixing in Bryce Love, uh, J.D. McKissick is supposedly the starting running back right now although I don't believe it I believe it when I see it I, I really think it's going to be a mix between Gibson and Bryce Love I'm not confident starting any of them especially against this uh, Eagles defense so the, from the Redskins standpoint uh, outside of yeah Sims and Thomas I'm kind of out on everybody this week the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. And Miami plays New England well, but they only beat them when they're playing at home. So I'm taking New England Patriots. I'm giving up the six and a half points. I think New England beats them by that much. And I don't think New England is the same team as last year. I think the Dolphins have improved, but... I just think, you know, the experience of the Patriots, the players that they do have, being the, you know, them being at home, 
uh, I, I'm taking that six and a half points. Position-wise, for Miami, I like Mike Gesicki. I think he can have a great game. Matt Breida, I really like. You know, the, the one thing about New England's defense, they were really good last year, but uh, especially later in the year, they were uh, they did give up some points to the running back. Uh, if a team stuck with the rushing game, uh, they were they were able to be effective. So, and I like Matt Breida more than I like Jordan Howard, and that's just because I think Miami is. I think Miami wants Breida to be the main back. And Howard's going to be more of like the goal line plotter. So if you're going to start a running back here, I think Breed is the, the way to go. And he could be a sneaky play. I think he has a productive game. And Preston Williams, I like him uh, just because he's a big body. I think he's hard to cover on goal line. I don't like Devontae Parker. I do like, you know, New England secondary. I, I, I get that, you know, Chung's not there. Uh, they're... New England's defense had a lot of opt-outs with COVID, but uh, uh, from a offensive production standpoint, Preston Williams, Mike Gesicki, and Matt Breida are the uh, the three that uh, I think can have decent games this week. On New England side, Julian Edelman, of course, Cam Newton, James White, I think, is the running back. Sony Michelle still scares me. He, you know, gets hurt. Games where he has great matchups, he doesn't do anything or doesn't get as many opportunities as what you think he should. So I'm all about James White just from uh, the passing perspective and what he can do in the shotgun with Cam Newton. Uh, Nikhil Harry, I like him this week against Miami. I think he can have a sneaky week where he can be productive and and get your uh, fantasy points. So, uh, you know, Damian Harrison went to IR. I would really like him. So he's someone that you might want to keep an eye out for when he returns off of IR after week four. But uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, New England's probably going to win the division, which is, uh, what, the 16th year in a row. And uh, I, I like what the the Bills have done, but until they can, you know, beat New England, I, I, with as bad as New England is roster-wise, I still – don't see them losing this division, as crazy as that sounds. Now we're on to our last game, Cleveland at Baltimore. Baltimore has eight points. They're the eight-point favorites. So I'm taking Cleveland. It's an AFC North game. Those games are usually pretty tight. Defenses are good all the way around. I don't see Cleveland losing to their rival by eight points, even if they're going to Baltimore. And it's just, you know, Cleveland hates Baltimore. Baltimore used to be Cleveland. I, I don't see Baltimore meeting that spread. From a fantasy football perspective, there's a lot we can say. I'm not that big on a lot of the Cleveland Browns. You know, Baker Mayfield, I, I don't think has a good game. You know, the Ravens, their secondary is amazing. When you got Jimmy Smith and they're trying to find room for Jimmy Smith to be out there, you, you know, you have a really solid secondary. So I just don't see Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham being very effective. I think they're able to neutralize that. 
And, you know, if anyone's going to be effective, maybe it's Austin Hooper. I think he has some uh, fantasy production value. So you, you might want to look at him to start. And I like Nick Chubb. And I'm, you know, going to do, uh, you know, bang my fists on the table for Nick Chubb. You know, I do that a lot in these podcasts. But uh, I've been high on Nick Chubb all year. And he's been getting a lot of disrespect. You know, Cream Hunt just signed the extension, so everyone's already writing Nick Chubb off as, like, you know, that's the dagger that's going to, uh, that verifies that Cream Hunt's the running back there. And I really think this is going to be a big game for Nick Chubb. I think he has, you know, he had a monster game against him last year. And I'm not saying that because of last year. I just think that uh, as well as the Ravens are built to defend the pass, they're a little bit weaker in defending the run this year. And I think that opens up the game well for Nick Chubb. And, you know, could Kareem Hunt have a decent game? He could as well. I mean, they both could have decent games. But I'm more of a fan of Nick Chubb. And if I'm putting anyone into my lineup, it's going to be Nick Chubb. I think he's going to be the guy that's going to get all the carries and yards and uh, touchdowns. So I'm actually really high on, on, on playing him against this Ravens defense. And uh, I, I can't say that about any of the other Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Browns players at this point. On the Ravens side of the ball, you know, Cleveland has a decent defense. So it's not, you know, it's not like I think previously where, you know, they're playing Cleveland. You want to start who you can. I think you got to be a little bit more selective. I, I like Mark Ingram. But uh, I can see him maybe not having as big of, of a game as uh, uh, what he could. So I'm I'm not on the fence necessarily, or I am on the fence about even starting him. I think if you have a better running back option, you might want to do that. Lamar Jackson, of course, he's a stud. You're going to be playing him regardless. I don't see a big game for Hollywood Brown. Uh, even if he does have that breakout, I don't think it's going to start in week one against the Browns. I, I like Mark Andrews a lot, and it seems like uh, I've been on a lot of uh, tight ends that recently with uh, tell, telling you who to start, but I, I do. I like Mark Andrews in this matchup. I think he can have a big day, and you know maybe like a Miles Boykin could do something. I think that receiver opposite of uh, Hollywood Brown is, is going to be productive, and whether that's really Snead in the slot or... Uh, Miles Boykin on the other uh, outside receiver. Uh, I think they'll have a more productive day than Hollywood Brown, and uh, which won't necessarily be a bad thing because if they can use him as a decoy and uh, uh, everyone else can step up, they'll they'll still be in a, a f- effective offense. J.K. Dobbins, I'm not really that high on first week of the year. Again, being a rookie, I think we need to see more, and I think they'll rely more on Mark Ingram. So. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a closer game than people think, and I actually think it's going to be uh, two good defenses against each other, and uh, there, there won't be a lot of touchdowns to be had in this one. And that will do it with the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening. And our next episode, we'll be going through the evening games and the Monday night game. And we'll also 
go through our draft and let you know who we ended up with in what rounds and our thinking process through that whole thing. Should be a fun one. You don't want to miss it. So until next time, thanks for tuning in. Take care.